Welcome to Unfolding Words. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings, and guess what? This is episode number 100. So I had mentioned last week that I had just wrapped up episode 99. I told this to my kids, and my 12-year-old said, you have episode 100 coming up next. You should do something special. You guys, it didn't even cross my mind that episode 100 (laughs) was next. So he gave me the idea to do a giveaway. So if you follow me on Instagram, or if you want to be part of the giveaway, follow me on Instagram at Unfolding Words. All the details will be there. I'll be giving away a copy of my Genesis study, Genesis 1 through 11, Dust and Divinity, my Ruth Bible study, Harvest of Kindness, and my Theological-ish t-shirt. And there'll also be a bonus if you do a review on Apple Podcasts. So go check out my Instagram profile at Unfolding Words for all of the details. It will run from today, September 14th through the 18th, and I'll announce the winner on September 19th. So we'll see how this goes. I'm one for doing content creation, but my marketing side is a little weak, as you can tell, because my 12-year-old had to be the one to hype me up about the 100th episode. But I'm so glad to be here for 100 episodes and that most of you have stuck around for 100 episodes. That means the world to me and I appreciate each and every one of you. So for my 100th episode, I thought I would return back to the premise of this podcast, which is Psalms 119 verse 130, which says the unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. So let me give you a little bit of context for this verse. It's in Psalm 119, which is the longest psalm. And it's a prayer to God, which sings the praises of God's law and reflects on the security and the happiness that those who live by it will have. So to keep God's law is to walk in his light which has a lot of benefits. And the psalm uses a lot of different terms for God's word. Law, statutes, precepts, decrees, and commands are all synonymous. And by one term or another, God's word and his way are mentioned in just about every verse of Psalms 119. And the whole psalm is constructed around the 24 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And each letter is the beginning of a stanza or an eight verse section. And each stanza gives a perspective on God's law, its beauty and its benefits and how it can help you as a believer if you will walk in it. God's law is his truth. It's his teachings. And it has been revealed to us so that we can live full lives and walk wisely according to his word. And it's found in all the scriptures, but especially in the Pentateuch, which is the book, the five books of Moses. That's the law in particular. And when Moses gave the law to the people, he urged them to choose life. So choosing to walk by God's commandments was synonymous with choosing life. And the same applies for us today. If we apply ourselves to God's word, and walk in his commandments, we are choosing life. And Moses wrote all of the laws in a book of the law, and he gave the directions 
that it should be kept beside the Ark of the Covenant. We see this in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31. And the psalmist refers to God's guidance as, I mentioned, the laws, the precepts, and the statutes that we're supposed to hold closely. So Psalms 119 and 130 says the unfolding of your words, that's how it starts out. Some versions say entrance or opening. And the Hebrew word used here is pethak, refers to a disclosure or a statement, an opening or a doorway. So God's words are like an open door. They let in light or knowledge. And the opening up or the explanation of God's word is what lets light in. So to the natural man, the doors of God's word are shut. There can be no understanding. You have to be spiritual to understand God's word. So the opening is what gives access to wisdom. It's like a door that opens up and you see all of the beauty and the goodness that God has waiting for those who want to apply light to their lives. And this is wisdom that we could not discover on our own, by our own efforts. But it's the simplest person, and not simple meaning dumb, but you don't have to be a rocket scientist, a theologian, a pastor to understand God's word. God's word applies to everyone. Even a child can understand it. So this entrance, it means, as I mentioned, an opening or an unfolding of God's word. Think of the unfolding of a scroll or a card so that you can see its contents. It's being made open to us so that we can see its beauty, that we can enter into its meaning, its mysteries, and all of the beauty there. Think of it like someone opening a door and light flooding a room. And that someone could be a teacher or a preacher or more importantly, God's Holy Spirit as you read his word in his presence. So I like the analogy of God as a master architect of your life, and he's standing with you and unfolding the blueprints on a table. And so instead of a floor plan and sketches, what you see are words, words upon words, line upon line, all of them giving you the principles of life, which you are to unfold so that you can understand their purpose in your life. That's what the word of God is to us. Psalms 119 and 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So we have to constantly reference the blueprints of the Bible and compare it to our lives to see if we're walking out what God has commanded of us. Ezra gives us a good picture of this. We see this in Nehemiah 8 and 8, where it says, They read from the book, from the law of God, clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. So when they came back to God's city to build back up the temple and the city, Ezra pulled out the books of the law and taught them to the people. And the people were taught by the priests the word. They stood there all day to get an understanding of the word. But first, Ezra had to open the book in the sight of all the people. See this in Nehemiah 8 and 5. So the first step of getting God's light into your life is to simply open up the book. And then God 
can open up your understanding. And another example of this is in the book of Acts chapter eight. There was an Ethiopian who had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was on his way home and he was seated in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him, heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet and Acts. Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I, unless someone guides me, teaches me. And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So we praise God for the Philips of the world who have dedicated themselves to unfolding God's word, to teaching God's word so that people can understand it. So the opening of God's word, it enlightens, it makes the simple understand and it gives light. Light is used as a symbol of understanding and the source of the divine light to man is God's word. And it makes an entrance into the hearts of men, to the simple men. And the result is that you are given an understanding. So first thing I want to say about Psalms 119 and 130 is that we must learn to open the book. God spoke to us. So our aim or our goal in life should be to try to understand what God has said. And to understand the great mystery of his divine love in sending his son, Jesus, to the earth, the gospel. We need to really understand that. And the Bible is for everyone. As I mentioned earlier, you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a Bible teacher. You simply have to be a student of God's word and a believer. And he will illuminate the truth of his word to you. And then secondly, the more we study the word, the more the light comes. That's just the nature of God. He's such a giver. So if he sees that you have a desire and that you're seeking him and that you're seeking the truth of his word, he is going to illuminate his word. He is not going to conceal his word from anyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ. He is going to continually shed light on his word so that you can understand So the opening of God's word gives light means not only that God's word gives light, but that this light grows with the growing revelation or understanding of the word. So as the word opens up before us, God shines more and more clearly the truth of his word. And so we get to see the glory of God more fully. So the more you read God's word, you're... There may be parts of God's word that are confusing, that we don't understand, but learning God's word is a lifelong effort. You're never going to fully understand everything at one time. You can read passages of scripture over and over again and still gain understanding on that passage of scripture. So the more we understand the word, the more we see God. And the deeper we go into the revelation of God's word, the closer we get to the light of God's word, the closer we get to the light, capital L, which is Jesus Christ himself. And as we behold God's word, as we understand it, as we read it, it has a transformative effect on our hearts. You can't read God's word and stay the same. It is living and breathing and alive. And it goes to those places in our lives that God wants to tend to that need his attention and it gets to work. 
And it is going to change your thinking, your behavior, your insights, the way you walk in this world, the word of God will transform how you walk in this world. And the interesting thing is that the Greek Septuagint of the Old Testament, the Greek version of the Old Testament, uses the word photizo, which means to illuminate or to flood with light. So this verse should actually read the entrance of your words floods with light. Light will overtake you as you open up God's word on a continual basis. And as you allow God's word into your heart through study and a constant uh, meditation and thinking on it, your heart is going to be flooded with the light of God's love. This is similar to what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 18. And it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. So Paul is praying that the eyes of believers' spirits will be flooded with light. And as you study God's word, something is going to happen in your spirit. Your spiritual eyes are going to be illuminated to things you've never seen before. And you will be able to take the commands of the word and apply them to your life. And this light that comes is not just an intellectual knowledge about God. You can learn all of the Greek and Hebrew words and still not know who God is personally. Reading this word is not about heaping up knowledge. It's about knowing a person. Like I said, the word is living and it's alive. The word is Jesus Christ. So it's not about understanding the logistics of the word. It's about understanding the person of the word, which is Jesus Christ. So the heart of a man is what's going to be transformed. And for God's work to go forward, the heart of man has to be changed and transformed. So it's not a matter of your mind being transformed, which is, which is a part of it, but it's more about your heart being transformed because your character has to be changed. That's where your decisions are, your will is. And your once your heart is enlightened, then your character will change and your walk will change. And that's how you become a light unto the world by the light of the word coming into your life. Think of a stove that has fuel in it or like a barbecue pit when you pile all of the coals in there. It's just coals. There's no heat, nothing until the fire is kindled, until the fire is lit. And that's where the action happens. After that fire is lit, the possibilities are endless. And that's what the word has to do to your heart. Set your heart on fire for results to happen. And then finally, no book can adequately express God's word. There are a million books in the world about God's word, about Jesus, about God, about doctrine. But we would do well to stick to the Bible, not a devotional 
not the Bible app. I know they have those cool stories in the Bible app now where you can get the verse of the day. You can have a teacher, a popular teacher, break down the scripture for you. Then you have a little devotional. That's not enough. A Bible study is not enough. There is no substitute for rolling up your sleeves and doing the heavy lifting that sometimes comes with reading and studying God's word. You have to get your face in his book. The Bible is the word that transforms you, not a commentary, not a devotional. Now, these are all good aids and tools to help us better understand. But if we're spending more time with devotionals and Bible studies and podcasts, and, you know, I'm saying this as a Bible teacher and a podcaster, if you're spending more time with study aids and things that are talking about God's word or people who are teaching you about God's word versus you spending time with the Bible itself, then you're going to have to change that. You're going to have to do a little topsy-turvy there and make the Bible your priority. In the New Testament, it says that God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. By his Son, Jesus Christ, who is the revealed Word of God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. And Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of God's grace and truth. And he is God's last word to mankind. And the only way to understand, like I said before, Jesus Christ is to read his word, to study his word. The two go hand in hand. John said at the end of his gospel, after he had tried to tell everything, the world itself would not contain the books that should be written about Jesus. So no human words written or spoken could ever tell everything that God meant when he sent his son into the world. Jesus, we have to read Jesus. We have to know Jesus. We have to understand the life, the ministry, the the life, the death, the birth. I know I said that in the wrong order. order. <laughs> the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We need to understand all of that in order for us to transform others' lives and for our lives to to be transformed. So this episode has been an appeal for you to get into your word. If you have to join a Bible study, if you have to listen to the word, because that's easier for you to understand, you can listen to a Bible app and we'll read the word to you. You need to get into the word and make it a priority. That's the only way that you're going to get the entrance of God's light into your life. So put down the devotionals and open up the book. Light is waiting there for you. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in for episode number 100. Don't forget about the giveaway on Instagram that starts today. Go to my Instagram account at unfolding words and it runs through September 18th. I'll announce the winner on Saturday, September 19th. Until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.